Rochester Today with Andy Brownell and Tom Ostrom on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. It's Tuesday on Rochester Today. Tom Ostrom's here. Hey, good morning, Tom. And good morning, Andrew. <laughs> we, uh, unfortunately, well, it depends on your perspective, I suppose. If you're a big baseball fan, it's not, unfortunately. But uh, for us, it is a little bit. We have a short show today because the Twins, again, uh, play a matinee game. This time a doubleheader, big-time series against Cleveland. And the pregame gets underway at 11.30, so we'll try to speed things up. Go straight to the mailbag, Tom. What do you have? The Babylon Bee satire. The Vatican promises the next pope will be a woman of color. <laughs> <laughs> and then from Branco, this happened. When Obama was president, he went on a world tour and at every place he apologized for America. And when he got to Saudi Arabia, he bowed to the king. There was a great photo of him bowing to the king. So Branco shows Obama bowing to Saudi Arabia. And then Trump doesn't bow and the king bows to Trump. Biden gets on his knees and bows and asks for oil. <laughs> and asks for oil, yeah. So, and I was going to put the school board election candidates in the mailbag because uh, uh, because uh, uh, somebody sent me information about a, a couple of them, but I thought I do want to mention all of them then. That's what our policy is and a little bit about what they all stand for. So I'm going to put that under Minnesota News there. So that's the okay. mailbag. All right. Well, then we'll take a quick break and we'll... Get right back and cover that Minnesota news portion and whatever else we can fit in with an abbreviated Rochester Today program right here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. This is the Family Service Rochester Mental Health Day with Andy Brownell and Tom Ostrom on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We are back, Tom. You mentioned you had... uh, Study the candidates for school board. So I guess I'm going to throw it to you and let you get at it. Well, Jim sent uh, to the mailbag a group of four candidates that uh, are focusing on traditional academics, uh, reading, writing, arithmetic, and uh, uh, and they contrast themselves with the progressives that they see on the current board. Uh, and the candidates, uh, the primary is Tuesday, August 9, and early voting starts June 24. The candidates in the primaries that are conservative are Ray Parker and Kim Rishavi and Elena Nyhoff. And then uh, and then John Whalen is the fourth candidate, and he will be in the November 8th general election. And then I got this information from the local paper uh, and from the Secretary of State's office. Uh, 11 candidates have filed for the Rochester School Board, four who represent themselves as a block. We already mentioned them. And then uh, and then uh, the pri- mentions the primary election again and when those dates will be. And there's an incumbent whose term is expiring, Melissa Amundsen. She won't run again, she said. And then uh, there are candidates who are challengers. Uh, and they'll be, they'll be there. So it's going to be kind of complicated or complex here. Uh, and uh, the three incumbent candidates running for re-election are um, Nathan, Workman, and Marvin. And I think Marvin's the president of the school board. Right. And there's an additional candidate, Patrick Farmer, 
who has a campaign uh, controversial issue of the gun safety in the schools. He wants gun safety and he wants uh, uh, protection for the children. Then there's the candidate Abdullah Youssef who can who stressed his connection to uh, uh, being an alumnus of the school system and he graduated from Mayo High School. And so that's quite a, a list of incumbents and challengers uh, uh, in this coming school board race that should be interesting. This is the first time I ever um, recall a slate of candidates or block of candidates seeking office this way, uh, as this group has. Back in the 80s, there was a push to have uh, more conservative members on the school board as well. And I believe only one of them actually was elected. But from my understanding, John Whalen, who we, you and I know from his previous days calling the radio program quite often. <laughs> right, and he was on KROC as, a, as an announcer uh, years ago. Years ago, and, uh, and another member of that slate I graduated from high school with, so I'm familiar with a couple of them very well, but this, I think it's the first time I've ever seen this uh, done that way, that they're basically campaigning as a group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Well, that's right. And school board issues are so important. And we have a new school superintendent uh, that seems very competent. I'm glad that they hired from the inside. I think they should do that with police and fire chiefs, too, uh, and, and sheriffs. Uh, hire people who are in the system and know the city and the county. But, uh, well, but yes, an interesting race. Superintendent Pagel is only a recent arrival here. He was interim superintendent yeah. for a matter of months, but yeah, right. graduated his interim up. experience. Yeah. Uh, right. Thanks for clarifying. His interim experience uh, impressed me to say what I, I said. Uh, one thing also I was going to throw in, I don't know, it, that doesn't necessarily tie in with Minnesota news, but it ties in with the conservative block candidates running for school board. The Associated Press ran a story today, Tom, that they did an analysis of voter registrations for all the primaries that have occurred thus far in this election season. And their estimation is that 1 million swing voters have shifted from participating as Democrats in the primaries to participating in the primaries as Republicans. Mm. And that these voters are those swing voters that gave Trump the 2016 election and then took away the 2020 election. Uh, they live in the suburbs, the outer ring suburbs of the largest cities of this country. And mm. they have, over the last 20 years, have been the deciding votes. So it was an uh, interesting analysis by the Associated Press that certainly bodes well for Republicans running for office, but not so well for Democrats. Well, that's interesting, too. And, and the, uh, the parent involvement in school board issues and curriculum has really caught fire and so that's interesting but there's just too much information on all the school board candidates so i would uh, encourage our listeners to google uh, rochester minnesota school board candidates and the whole list will come up and they can study the details all they want do your homework right yeah <laughs> because the primary early voting for the primary is on right now mm -hmm. uh and the actual primary is august 9th so just keep that in mind uh, what else do you want to cover uh, Minnesota-wise before we move on? Well, just one statement about Governor Waltz. Uh, he he responded to the uh, recent Supreme Court abortion ruling with an executive order. I don't even understand what the executive order actually does. Well, 
uh, this is from the Associated Press. Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz had has uh, has signed an executive order meant to protect the state's abortion services from laws in neighboring states uh, that that have that have expunged abortion. But again, people will have their choice in states that allow abortion and those that have other rules. Or uh, but anyway, uh, the, the executive order after the Supreme Court decision ending the the federal protection for the procedure, Wall said his action will help shield people who are seeking or providing abortions in Minnesota from facing legal consequences in other states. The Supreme Court's opinion to reverse Roe Wade halted uh, abortions, for example, in South Dakota and Wisconsin and a trigger law to end abortions in North Dakota. But I don't know how he has the power to do that or what he's suspicious of or if what he's suspicious of will even happen. Well, I don't know how another state could prosecute a provider in Minnesota for what occurs in Minnesota. And I certainly don't think you could prosecute somebody for crossing state lines to do this. So I, yeah, I didn't quite get that either. And I I think Justice Kavanaugh in his writings in concurrence with the decision handed down last week stated that states would not be able to prohibit people from traveling to another state because that would impede on interstate commerce and all sorts of other clauses within the U.S. Constitution as well. And it might involve double jeopardy in in, uh, criminal accusations or whatever. So I didn't understand uh, the what and whys of his executive order either. I had Bill uh, Werner on last Friday, Tom, and we talked about the decision just moments after it got handed down, in fact. And also talked about the state politics of what's happening in Minnesota as far as our big surplus. But uh, he had mentioned that the political analysts that he has spoken with, including a gentleman from, I believe, Hamlin University, uh, Schultz is his name, Doug Schultz, if I remember correctly, didn't really know how to answer the question of which side might benefit politically from this decision because oftentimes voters, this is an ancillary issue to whether it be crime, the economy, whatever it may be, that if the candidate happens to agree with them on the abortion issue and agree with them on the other issues that would make them more likely to vote for them, but it might not prevent them voting for a person who had a different view on the abortion issue, but agreed with them on those more immediate issues like crime and the economy. That's interesting because I read a poll where a minor percentage of people say that uh, the abortion issue is at the top of their list. Uh, several other issues are. Right. So that more or less matches it. That yeah. it, it may not move the needle much as far as the next election is concerned, but yeah. maybe it will. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Analysts are not always correct, obviously. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have about, well, about six, seven minutes before we have to skedaddle for a baseball game. What do you want to cover next? Well, uh, uh, just briefly in national news, I wondered how pediatricians were going along with these lay people uh, and educators uh, having all these rules about uh, gender and even even uh, chemicals and medications to facilitate uh, organic change in people and all that. And, and the College of Pediatricians rebukes the transgender affirming care for kids 
and then these medical procedures on them. They just think this is damaging to kids. So they have the courage to speak out on, on that controversy. And then the Washington Post begs Congress to find a way to block a 2024 <laughs> Trump presidential run uh, because the <laughs> Democrats are so afraid of him. And the January 6 hearings don't seem to be hurting him in the polls, although they do hurt him a little bit, I think, as you and I have mentioned. But, uh, you know, they, they, but the Washington Post editorial thought they had a way to stop him. And um, But what could that possibly be? Yeah. The qualifications are set forth by the U.S. Constitution about who is eligible to become president of the United States. I don't see how Congress could put another restriction in there. Well, everybody, well, everybody but you. Yeah, well, here's what it is. The left-leaning post pleaded with Congress to block President Trump from mounting a campaign. Uh, they want to keep him off, out of office because... Uh, the January 6 hearings have shown that he was culpable for uh, violations. And the post says this, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment sets out the procedure that no person shall hold federal office who having previously taken an oath for the federal office uh, to support the Constitution has engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same. That, is, that, that logic uh, uh, should be pursued to stop him given what he's said and done uh, that uh, seems to violate the Constitution. So uh, that's their hope. Well, I would think that you would have to actually file criminal charges against Trump and win a conviction for that to take hold. Yeah. I I, me personally, I hope he doesn't. I hope he stays clear of the field and lets the country move on to something else. But I couldn't possibly predict what Donald Trump will do. Yeah. Well, but, you know, I, I kind of want him, as I've said before, to be Speaker of the House. He'd have a lot more power and press access and uh, be protected from the, the swamp. But, uh, but oh, speaking of the abortion issue, Andy, the Pentagon, how is this for law abiding? The Pentagon says it will refuse state laws restricting abortion to influence the Pentagon. They're going to see that uh, military personnel have access to abortions one way or the other from their medical staff or others. They said they will refuse to obey state laws that restrict abortion. I suppose across state lines is the issue there. But, uh, but, the, but the DOJ has also spoken out to the Department of Justice that they hate that decision and they won't abide by it. Here, so here, here we have government officials defying the court i don't know how they can but they're saying well, i imagine they, with the pentagon you would just take that particular soldier and relocate that soldier to another state where abortions are allowed well you're on the right track because they said the problem is with soldiers and sailors uh, serving in states that might um, prohibit abortion and they want them protected in those states but i don't know how they would help uh, the procedure be accessed in a state like that. I suppose they'll do like some corporations say they're going to do pay for their employees travel to states that will accommodate the procedure. Yeah. And I suspect there would be much to the chagrin of some states. There's nothing they could do about that. Mm -hmm. You uh, do have the right to travel in the United States. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At least currently. I'm kidding. Uh, did you read about that uh, 
issue with Joe Biden accidentally holding up a cue card facing the camera, telling him to go in there and be brief and sit down. <laughs> that they're no, I did not hear about that. Day, every step and every process. He's been embarrassing it to the public, evidently, or in public. And so he had a cue card and he held the wrong side toward the camera and a reporter got it. <laughs> it told him, enter the room, be brief a couple minutes, and then take your seat. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> I wonder if a reporter should ask him, how do you feel about your aides controlling you and criticizing you that way? That would be a great question to ask of him if you were allowed to, you know, if you had access to ask that question. I saw, you know, it is more and more of the publications that I would say would be aligned with the left have been publishing articles questioning whether Biden is fit to run for another term. Mm -hmm. uh, interestingly enough, um, you know, you could look at it two ways that buyer's remorse or a recognition that this administration is going to make it very, very difficult for Democrats to win election in the midterms and possibly in 2024. But the, uh, the articles also mm -hmm. mentioned that it's pretty amazing that this debate over age isn't more in the forefront, considering when Ronald Reagan ran for office, you know, his campaign in the late seventies running up to the 80 election that, uh, they focused an incredible the media amount of time on his age. And I believe at the time he was 69. Mm. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? Yeah. And so, yeah, once again, we have this weird double standard taking place, but. Well, Trump's getting up in age too. So, yeah. Yeah, he is. But he is, I believe, still more than a few years younger than. Yeah, and he's Biden. still pretty. He's pretty vital. Yeah. Yeah. For now, I, I just, yeah, I, I, it'd be, I'd be amazed if that they if they put Biden at the front of the ticket in twenty twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder what his uh, physical and medical conditions will be then by then. And well, Tom, we, we've yeah. only got about two minutes left to chat here. Uh huh. So I don't know what you want to cover uh, in the international news. Well, two minutes uh, um, ahead of Biden's visit uh, to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has made it clear that they reject the promotion that the U.S. has of, of uh, some certain progressive behaviors that they're tolerant of. And Saudi Arabia said we won't tolerate those behaviors or flags in our country. We don't like it. And Senator Rand Paul advocates ending Ukraine spending because of the negative effect on U.S. interests and the economy. While Russia has expanded into Ukraine territory with a major uh, uh, control of a, of a city. And Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un of North Korea is preparing for more nuclear testing and defiance of Biden. The, well, the, the news yesterday out of Ukraine that the Russians sent missiles into a crowded shopping center. Um, there were a thousand people inside the shopping center when the missiles hit. And uh, I can't imagine that the casualties are minor from that. I don't know if that will have any impact on world opinion or the upcoming G7 meeting concerning, you know, the alliance against 
Putin's actions in Ukraine. But you mentioned the Russians have gained territory in the east in the Donbass region. But at the same time, the Ukrainians have staged a counteroffensive in the south, which is apparently from analysts, what analysts are saying is straining the Russian military supplier lines, trying to feed both battlefronts at the same time. So this thing is not over yet by any stretch of the imagination. And they say Putin, because so many generals have been killed in the Ukraine, he's sending generals that are retired and generals that are not thought to be superior in quality into the theater. Oh, my goodness. We are out of time. So we have to make way for Twins Baseball, Tom. We'll chat again Thursday. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. You too. It's Rochester Today. On News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. You don't need to get a second job as a stunt.